Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. It's just an old beat-up truck. Some say that I should trade up now that I got some jangle in my pocket. But what they don't understand is it's the miles that make a man. I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket. What they don't know is my dad and me, we drove her out to Tennessee. She's still here now, he's gone. So I hold on. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, Bible, Bible. Negotiations Bible style. Don't you know, don't you know, things have changed. Things are going away. Live from the Triad Men's Summit in Kernersville, North Carolina today. Kind of a neat thing, but hold on is the theme today. And, you know, I teach special needs Sunday school. Some of you may not know that, but I do at the church where I work, and I've, I've done that for about 20 years. And in doing so, you learn hand signals and hand signs. And one of the signs that I've learned that's really kind of neat and I think is really helpful for me to put something into action is the hand sign for faith, if you were to sign it, you kind of point to your head, and then you grab like you're going to hang onto a rope. <laughs> and so that's an interesting thing about faith, is holding on. So the question I have for you is, who had faith in you when you didn't have it in yourself, perhaps, in your life? Of course, God had faith in you. He was holding on to you. He was holding on to you. You know, but think back, who had faith in you when nobody else did? You know, hanging on is definitely a God trait. A friend of mine in a Bible study this week on this topic said, you know how you can hurt God? Have you ever thought about this? How would you go about hurting God if you wanted to hurt him? And one of the ways that you could do that is to hurt his children. And so letting go hurts. I'm I'm just saying, <laughs> if you've ever been let go of, you know what I'm telling you. And so, who didn't let go? Who held on to you when it just seemed like, man? Well, 
in my own life, I have this story. You may not believe this, but it's true. I flunked the sixth <laughs> grade. But maybe my grades didn't flunk the sixth grade, but my parents figured that I flunked the sixth grade, so they made sure that I got to do it a second time. <laughs> I don't know how many of you got to experience that, but I did. My kids get a big kick out of that and tease me about it all the time. But that really rocked my confidence in my own ability to do schoolwork, as you might imagine. But the second time I did sixth grade, I had this math teacher. Her name was Mrs. Lynn. It's interesting how these people that come back into your mind. And she said, you have a, you know, and this was after my hardest subject the first time in sixth grade was math. And so I figured that this is it. I'm just a loser. I can't do, you know, I can't do this stuff. But this math teacher, Mrs. Lynn, she spoke into my life and she said, you have a brilliant mind. You put together these things. I can tell when you do an equation that you're, you're computing in your mind. And she just spoke all this faith back into my belief in myself. And what a change that made in me. Well, who did that for you? That's the question today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We are live and we would love to hear your story. Who had faith? Who held on to you? 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth for the digitally gifted you can dial in we've got plenty of lines open i'd love to hear the story of who had faith in you so you know this is christian car guy show so i also want to add <laughs> what car <laughs> did you hang on to that you had faith in when maybe everybody told you get rid of that it's a it's a it's a lemon or whatever it was and you went and stepped up and you put a transmission in it or you put an engine in it what what was the car that everybody said that's the one it's got to go but you had faith you held on i would love to hear that story everybody's got an old red story right <laughs> Every, well i don't know about it but a lot of people have an old red story whatever what is that story where you held on to a car, and how did that work out for you? Because a lot of people out there may be in the throes of that decision right now. And for a lot of us, including me, that's been a really good decision in my life. I went on to get many, many more miles after I held on. So 866-348-7884. Of course, you know, speaking of hanging on, I have a dear friend with me today on the Christian Car Guy Show. He's been hanging on to this show for over 10 years now. And here's our Christian body shop guy, Jerry how about you? Did you have somebody in your life that at one point, when you kind of lost hope in yourself, yeah, I think, held on to you? I think anybody, when you sit there and you take time and you look back, is going to be able to think of that person and stuff. Because, and for me, it's probably been multiple people. I mean, I, I remember, you know, growing up, I, you know, I always said my mom was that person in so many ways who had more faith in me and more. Uh, faith in my ability and a lot of things than than certainly I did that she saw how and she would always say well I know God's gonna do something with you or God's got something special in store for you and we all have those people and stuff and you know what also I think part of that story is how many times have you been the one to lift somebody else up and continue to stand by their side and hold them up because I hope we all have a story that we can share on that also because that's uh sort of the progress of the progression of where I have came and I'm sure you have came Robbie and others too where that that one person who had faith in you and continued to stand by you and encourage you but then also through that there was a mentorship that went on also where you're able to turn around and do the same for somebody else yeah you comfort others as God comforts you absolutely 
That would be a cool part to the story. So, you know, we're waiting on you. 866-348-7884. As we mentioned, we're live today from the 2017 Men's Summit. And actually, right behind me, right this very minute, one of our country's heroes, General Jerry Boykin. Is, is speaking to the group out there. And speaking of holding on, you may know that General Boykin was the general uh, for the what most people know as Black Hawk Down, you know, that event over in the Middle East where those two Black Hawk helicopters were shot down. And if you saw the movie, I mean, there's kind of a message of holding on because there was no man that was going to be left behind, right? Absolutely. And they got everybody out of there, no matter what the circumstances or if maybe you've seen the new movie out, Hacksaw Ridge, and and... and it's just, you know, and sometimes it's just answering the call. And that call, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be that that big event. It can be just a small event in our life, but for somebody else, a huge event. Yeah. And when, a huge event for eternity also. Yeah, when they when you begin to see what God made them to be. So 866 is the number to call in, 866-348-7884. We are live, as we say, from the Men's Summit here at First Christian Church in Kernersville, North Carolina. you still got plenty of time to get out here. we got Bob Tebow's going to be here. That's Tim Tebow's dad, the Benham Brothers, comedian Rich Jones. So and we got quite a lineup that's going to be here at the Men's Summit. Yeah, in this today. area, it's kind of chilly outside. You need to get inside where it's warm, good fellowship. Oh, there's 500 guys back behind us, so, I mean, it's pretty wild. Well, then coming up in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. We cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. Well, last week was kind of a crazy week for me. I appreciate you all that tuned in last week, and you might have been disappointed because we didn't have a live show last week because, actually, I'd had a grandson last week. My second grandchild, Cash Dillmore, now is on the scene. <laughs> and uh, so that's a pretty exciting thing in my life. But it was actually, Jerry, I was supposed to speak in Durham last Sunday at Peace Church. I was supposed to give the sermon. But because it snowed so much here in North Carolina, they canceled the service. And I was scheduled to speak on the subject of fasting. And I had actually, you know, between having my grandson and the snow and a crazy week, I was waiting for God to give me a download on fasting, and interestingly, I didn't have anything. (laughs) So I was coming up. I was sure hoping Sunday morning God was going to give me something because I really didn't have a message. Fasting on ideas. I I was fasting (laughs) on ideas, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this can't be good. And then they canceled. So that didn't end up. So maybe God was on hold. Well, then it was a fascinating thing. It's Monday morning. I sit down to do my normal study that I just love to spend time in God's Word. And I sit down and I said, God, where do we want to go today? Because I often do that to get a sense of, do we want to go to this book or that or, you know, which book in the Bible? And he said, well, let's go to Zechariah because I've been really interested in Zechariah lately and he's a really deep prophet. And I go to Zechariah 7 and guess what the passage is on? Just (laughs) guess, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no idea until I got there and it said, it said mercy and fasting. And I went, what? (laughs) That was last week. (laughs) And if you read Zechariah 7, as I then did, because God had my full attention, you're going to find that it has a lot to do with this idea of holding on. How does that all come together? We're going to find out in our appraisal by the Real Black Book. But first, I need you to call. We want to hear your story of who hung on to you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much more. Christian Carguy coming at you live from the Men's Summit.
Horas. Gotta hold on today. That's what we're doing on the Christian Car Guys show. What happens when you hold on? What happens when you hold on to that car? What happens when you hold on to somebody? Who held on to you when you thought you weren't worth holding on to? We would love to hear your story. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. We would love to hear from you. You have no idea how I would love to hear your story. And I'm so grateful that you're listening today and working. we got a story coming up from Mike. He is in Chesapeake, Virginia. Mike, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I am so excited to hear your story. What you got for us? Well, uh, I got a story. Um, my Auntie Barbara was very um, helpful when I was coming up. Um, she was a spiritual you know, mentor for me. And I was, you know, going through typical, you know, teenage issues, and I got saved at a very young age. I didn't feel good about myself, but she always made me feel like a superstar. Every time she saw me, she would just speak life over me. How you doing, Mike? What's God saying to you? You know, it'll be okay. And uh, she's always there to get me in the fight. Um, I was abused coming up, coming up, and uh, you know that tears tears away from your self esteem. And uh, she always lifted me up and always prayed with me. I remember um, when she, uh, I had a rough patch with my mom, and I went to my auntie, and we we talked for hours. I'm telling you, six hours out of her time. She had to go to work the next morning, but she helped me sort through all those emotions, and she gave me to forgive my mom, and she prayed with me, and she said, it's not your fault. Your mom was going through some things, so God really used her in a special way to boost my self-esteem and just show me how to love someone, how Christ taught me how to love. It's just, she's a great woman. Wow, what a story. What was her name again? Her name was Barbara. Her name is Barbara Davis. Barbara Davis. What a tribute to Barbara. God bless you. That's the kind of thing I was hoping to hear this. You know, it, that those are the things that... God sends them into our lives so that we can hold on. I really, really appreciate you calling in and sharing that today. No problem. Thanks. And I just hope that encourages someone because she definitely taught me to hold on. And, you know, now I'm an encourager myself. So it's a blessing. It encourages me. It doesn't encourage you, Jerry, any time we can hear something like that. So God bless. Well, you may have a story that you want to share. We would love to hear it. We really would. 866, the number to call in is 866-348-7884-866-348. My kids say I always say it too fast. 7884. We are live today from the Men's Summit in Kernersville, North Carolina, which we have all these amazing speakers going on right behind us right now is General Boykin, who is, like like we talked about, the general in Black Hawk Down and and my producer Howard today was telling me that I did not know about this, Jerry. There was a um, a hero story out of the Fort Lauderdale Airport that there was a man that was shielding a mother and child that jumped in front of her, um, 
you know, just you never know when somebody's going to be there for you. Yeah, so many times we miss those so many times we miss those stories. I mean, because you know what? It isn't the the flash and the excitement as far as the news cycles go. And so you sort of, those sort of fall through the cracks. But man, is that not cool to hear? And, and you know, it, and I just want to make mention Mike's story he just, just spoke about is the fact that his aunt just took time and just, just talked with him. I mean, six hours just talking. I think in today's culture, that's one of the things that is missing. It's just taking time and listening to people's story and also sharing people's story and just taking the time to just listen and go to the Lord and have prayer and stuff. I am so fortunate in, in my line of work at, at the shop. We'll have people who come in, and, and a lot of times when you just, just engage in a conversation, just, just hearing their life story and stuff, and you can see how God has worked through them. I mean, this past week, I mean, I'm fortunate enough, uh, Robbie's dad, got his car in there working on it another week when he came by for an estimate and stuff. We were just able to talk, and he talked about his dealerships and also working as a consultant and, and all of that stuff and also talked about how important family was to him now and being close to, to Robbie and, and, and that part of the family and how much he was enjoying that. But it was just the fact of just taking enough time to just sit there and, and just have a conversation with people. I think today is one of the things that we're missing in society is that just is time taking that minute and and speaking of that um you know of course if you've got a story you need to call we got all these lines open we're expecting we want to hear your story 866-348-7884 is the number to call in but in the jesus labor love you know which we have through the ministry of the christian car guy we have you know single moms widows families in crisis and every week we get the applications that, that come in. And um, one other volunteer and myself, uh, you know, we take those applications and we call those people. And I can assure you that really one of, one of the opportunities that I have is to hold on to somebody that really just is, is, is letting go. I mean, quite often they are totally, totally, you know, distraught with what's going on, overcome <clears throat> and quite often, honestly, I'm overcome <laughs> when I hear their story and I live and I see the resources that are needed to fix the car or whatever. But it's interesting to me, Jerry, I have learned after doing this for a number of years now that even when there seems like there is no hope, that's the time where somehow or another you got to hold on to the end of that rope and just go, OK, well, what's the next thing? I, what's the only thing I can do? And you know what it often is? is prayer and and just bringing god into it and doing that on the phone or in person with somebody when they're telling you the story or whatever or just like what mike was talking about with his aunt there was prayer involved because if you bring god into that then all of a sudden you know he's got all the resources he doesn't sit there and go now let me see (laughs) if i've got enough to cover this you know he but he he understands truly what it means to hold on and truly what it means to be kind and truly what it means you know to take on this particular project again if you hadn't heard of the jesus labor love it's car repair labor for single moms widows families in crisis if you go to christiancarguy.com you can find out all about that of course we would love more volunteers any donations and things along those lines are all available there at christiancarguy.com now we got so much more coming to you from live from the men's summit but most of all we need your phone call 866-348-7884 
7884. I want to hear that story. Who held on to you when it was maybe hopeless? Or you thought it was hopeless. <laughs> It's just an old beat-up truck. Some say that I should trade up now that I got some jangle in my pocket. But what they don't understand is it's the miles that make a man. I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket. What they don't know is my dad and me, we drove her out to Tennessee. She's still here now, he's gone. So I hold on. We are live, holding on to the Men's Summit today at Kernersville, North Carolina. First Christian Church here. you still got plenty of time if you're in the Kernersville, North Carolina area to make your way here. It's going to go on until 3 o'clock. We have General George, General Jerry Boykin, and we have Tim Tebow's dad, Bob Tebow, is going to be speaking. The Benham Brothers, comedian Rich Jones. And the tickets are only $15, and that includes lunch, Jerry. So if you happen to be in this area, it's an amazing event. And what a way to kick off your 2017. As we're looking at the whole concept today on a Christian Car Guy show, you may be in Seattle or you may be in Salt Lake City, and you're thinking, how can I hold on here? It's a little cold. (laughs) Or whatever the situation is. Bundle up and hold on. (laughs) So... We heard Mike's story about holding on to, you know, that that person that held on to him. And we heard my story about, you know, my math teacher when I failed sixth grade. But we need to hear your story, 866-348-7884. In a minute, we're going to talk about the passage in Zechariah that inspired this and, and talk a little bit about how that applies to cars. And how it applies to cars is in 19, I'm going to say it was 70 one my father came across a barn in in new mexico that contained a 1935 nash that this man had hung on to (laughs) and it he had just hung on to it he hadn't driven it obviously since the 50s so you can imagine that the tires were rotted the gasoline that was in the car. Now, this was back when they had lead and gasoline. It was a different world. But the gasoline that was in the car, so don't try this at home, kids. But the gasoline that was in the gas tank had been in there since the 50s, right? And, you know, the, the spark plug wires, were, you know, they were, you can imagine what this was a 1935 Nash, right? But we had this old service manager. I'll never forget his, his He was a character and a half. His name was Dick Poole. And... In spite of the fact that, that we thought the tires could pop at any second and or who knows what in the world could go, and of course, it, the battery was long since dead, and it was a six-volt system, Jerry, as you can imagine, and those were a bit trickier. So we get this car going down, and we push it down this hill, and he jumps in this thing, steps off the clutch, and fires off this 1935 Nash, and it purrs like a kid. I mean, I'll never, ever forget the moment. You know, of sitting in this car, and this was an inline six-cylinder, but it had dual ignition. Now, for some of you, you're going, what in the world, Robbie, what are you talking about? Okay, well, all six cylinders in this car are all in one line, so it's a great big long engine. Dual ignition means that each cylinder has two spark plugs. In other words, there was a spark plug on either side, so when you looked at the 
distributor cap for this car, all the wires coming out of it looked like it was a 12-cylinder because, you know, it had 12 wires. And this thing was just... But what exhilaration to see this car come back to life after 20-some-odd years and whatever. And my father totally restored that car and, you know, redid the upholstery and... You know, one of the joys of my childhood was the memory of that car coming back to life, Jerry. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know where you're going with this story, but the first thing I think about is the fact that's sort of my life. That's our life. You know, all of a sudden we're, you know what, we, we need to look like we need to be pushed over in the ditch somewhere or over at Bob's at 109 in the in the junk pile. and But God sees something much more than that. Same thing your dad saw. You know, I, I used to have this guy who worked for me, uh, David, who was an exceptional body man. I mean, and he worked, even when I was still in school, worked for my father. But he could repair anything, and there was nothing that would ever come across that he would. He saw that it could be repaired. Oh, I can make this just like new. And, and I was just always amazed of his faith in what it was going to look like or what he could do with something. And he carried that on, and he just finally retired a couple years ago so i mean he'd been with me for years and years but never did he ever back up on the fact that no matter what it was you got to see the good and we can that, that that thing will look just like new and he was the same way when he carried on working on newer cars it didn't matter what condition it was oh you just got to see it, it it's gonna look brand new and I, you know thank god that's the way god looks at me sometimes well, and, and that's exactly the point, you know, is that that word faith, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, for those who know sign language, and I mentioned that I teach special needs Sunday school, so we work in sign language a lot. And the way that you illustrate faith in sign language is to point towards your head, and then you hold your hands like you're holding on to the end of a rope. And that's faith. And so, you know, Dick Poole had faith that that six-cylinder going down that hill when he stepped off the clutch would fire. You know, it, and I have faith in Old Red when I get back to the station <laughs> that, you know, even at 399,000, actually 500 miles, so this week we might turn 400,000, it, it's going to fire, you know, and, and, and it's going to get me, you know, home, whatever the situation may be. But at some point, it like we've learned last year, it needed an engine, and I had to have faith that, that other parts of the component would do this and what does that mean to hold on and what does that mean to you we still have plenty of time we really really are counting on your story 866-348-7884 866-34-TRUTH and I almost well I do hesitate to tell this story but I, I think it's only right that I do that one of the people that had tremendous faith in me was my wife and one time she had faith in me when, honestly, I don't know why. Um, like certain men, and we've had our struggles, and um, I had my struggle with pornography, honestly. And and I didn't know what, you know, long into my Christian life. It wasn't like I just came to Jesus and all of a sudden this got fixed. And it was something that I never wanted to tell my wife because, honestly, she threatened me several times. You know, she'd hear about other men being involved in that. And if I ever found out anybody, I would divorce you. And, and those were the words that were out of her mouth. So immediately I was like, well, this ain't never going to happen. 
you know, well, I think it was about four years ago, maybe five years ago, I went to a marriage retreat with her. And the last day of the retreat, they kind of had separate session with the men and the women. They said, okay, this next session, rather than go into a quiet time with you and God, I want you to go into a quiet time with you and your wife. And we want you to have an opportunity to share something with your wife here that you've been needing to share for a long time, that you will risk it all, that you know that that's the, the thing that has to happen for you to get to the next level of your marriage. And oh, my word. I don't know of any point in my life where I ever felt lower. That I ever, When I saw what that did to my wife, when I saw how it hurt her, when I saw all that went into that and the pain and... It was just unbelievable. But the deal is she held on, Jerry. And she forgave me. And I don't, you know, when I compare that to my sixth grade math teacher, you know, not even in the same world. Not even close. I'll tell you now, not even close. You know, when you truly have sinned against somebody, you truly done something despicable, when you've truly needed the blood of Christ, like I obviously do desperately, if you don't know me, <laughs> it's true. Um, it's at times like that that, yes, Jesus, he held on, but then when somebody with flesh on holds on, when you don't deserve it, when you clearly have violated everything that, you know, whatever, you know, that has an impact on your life that is just remarkable. I mean, just phenomenal, Jerry. I'll throw the ball there. <laughs> I don't know where you want me to go after that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's true. And, and you, know what, you know what the common denominator in all of that is? Is Jesus Christ. I mean, because not only, you know, it wasn't as much, I think, having... The faith in you is what she had in Christ because she knew that that was where she was going to get the strength. That's where she was going to get the forgiveness. That's where the foundation that the relationship had to be built on. And so many times, as an elder at Pinedale, you get into situations where you, since you brought that up, and we're definitely getting off the car subject for sure, but where marriages are struggling. Usually when, when a church and a church family finds out about marriages and a struggle, it's usually so much water under the bridge. It isn't burning. It's, it's a inferno. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and always one person will say, God wants me to be happy. That's their out. God wants me to be happy. No, God wants you to be. Oh, well, I know you got a story. <laughs> 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth. So when did somebody hold on for you? Call us. So I'll just keep holding on, holding on, holding on. I'll just keep holding on, holding. holding on today what are you holding on to 866-348-7884 we would love to hear 
your holding on story. We are live today on the Christian Car Guy Show with Jerry, our good friend and Christian body shop guy. I'm Robbie Dillmore, the Christian Car Guy from the Men's Summit 2017 in Kernersville, North Carolina. General Jerry Boykin and Tim Tebow's dad, Bob Tebow, the Benham brothers, all going on right here behind us. But right now we have, importantly, Steve is in Virginia Beach. Steve, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing there? Wonderful. What have you got for us? Yeah, uh, I'm uh, from Virginia Beach, uh, born in the 50s, and I grew up in a home where uh, my grandfather was a moonshiner. <laughs> and, oh, really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you didn't was, get into was, racing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it was, a, it, was a, it was a pretty rough home. Uh, it was, and he finally died about when I was nine. I had a single mom and a grandmother that uh, really encouraged me, but I wasn't a Christian. And I became a Christian in, uh, in 1975. Uh, I was probably about 20, 21 years old. And I, my first car was a Chevrolet Corvair, and that leaked everywhere. My uncle, oh. who was mechanic, <laughs> <laughs> who was a mechanic, said, you need to get this car, and I don't think you helped me with a good choice. And then... And uh, while I was in college, I had, had, had some athletic ability, and I was flunking out of college. And uh, I guess I was in there for the athletics and for the fun. And I finally got saved. My mom said, don't quit. I was almost suicidal. I mean, I was just flunking real bad. And I, I got saved in, uh, in 75, around April sometime. And then I got, got another car. Uh, just about that time, uh, some guy stole it on campus. I had a Chevrolet. 1976 Chevrolet, and some guy took it off campus while I was playing pool or something, and I found it at a dance, and I and I think that brought me to the Lord too. I think I finally finally come to the Lord at the time when I found my car at a dance, and this uh, the uh, the fellow that bought it had bought it from some shady car dealer, and uh, he was a seller, so the police got it back for me, and uh, wow. after. <laughs> After that, I, I end up uh, getting saved, teaching school. I did I did finish college, taught, taught middle school, and felt that that wasn't for me. <laughs> Ended up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in a seminary. And the way I got to seminary, first of all, I told this guy at my uncle's house that I wanted to be a missionary to New Guinea. I mean, I, I, I think I call you guys. Really? and Yeah, so I sit down with this guy, and I had just woken up. And this guy was an ex-Marine, and he slapped me. He said, you can't go to New Guinea. You're not tough enough. So this guy slapped me across the face. <laughs> and uh, it kind of woke me up, I guess. And uh, I finally went to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, I ended I ended up uh, uh, in a church with about 14,000 people. And it was it was a big church. And I learned a whole lot about missions and everything. And I, I went to a smaller church, about 15,000, 15, 1,500 people. And uh, these people gave me about $2,000. I ended up in New Guinea as a missionary. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, walking up and down the hills and teaching about 300 kids, I did. Had, I, that was really a lot of kids. And, uh, and uh, ended, I walked into the jungles with a missionary from Washington State and his five kids. And each one of his five kids, when they turned 11, all of his girls uh, walked, walked for three and a half hours into the jungle. <laughs> and his last boy uh, walked with him. His uh, oldest boy is now is a major in the Army, a helicopter pilot. So I didn't teach him, but uh, I came home, and I had, an, had another Chevrolet. I drove it out to Missouri. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I've had three free cars. 
uh, the, the, the small church of 1,500 people have given me three cars, and I finally, I finally left that church and came back to Virginia. And my, la- my last car, uh, when I came back to Virginia, I ended up in Canada, so I taught missions in Canada with, with 45 kids. <laughs> so now my last car is a Chevrolet uh, 2007, and it just leaks everywhere. I wonder if it's the gas pan or a pan gasket. And is uh, is up for inspection and in just Virginia. Always, you know the cars they keep bringing you back to prayer to where you know God's saying. <laughs> thank you, All you can do is say, Lord, you got to help me with this one. You got to help me with that one. Well, thank you for calling in, Steve. That's quite That's a story. Right. You ought to write a book. I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. God bless. Okay. You, you well, have an you. awesome day. Thank you. Well, we want to move into our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. And you may be wondering where I came up with this passage and. And and to get to that, uh, I was, as I had mentioned at the beginning of the show, wanting, I was supposed to speak last week on fasting. And I came across this passage in Zechariah 7, and it was set up by these people. They were fasting because they had come back from Babylon, and they were fasting twice a year to because of the temple had been burned. And they had come to the temple to ask the priest, who was Joshua at the time, should they continue to fast? Well, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the prophet, not the priest that they asked, but the prophet came over and said to him, essentially, this is the RSV, Robbie Standard Version, (laughs) where they basically said, why are you fasting because you're not fasting for me? And, oh, by the way, you're not feasting for me either. In other words, what are you fasting for? Where's your motivation? What I want you to do is to love my people. And essentially, this is verse 10 of Zechariah 7. He says, And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart. Now, that's the, little, that's the place where I landed. Imagine not any evil against your brother. I really feel like Satan is constantly attacking me to get me to let go of people. To imagine that they've gone to the dark side. (laughs) That they're going to let me down again. And so actually, in order to hold on, to have faith in somebody, is to not let me make an agreement with Satan that this person has gone to the dark side. Is to me believe in this, to continue to believe in somebody that is not demonstrating that they're worth believing in. Like my wife did with me. Right? Like my family did with me when they told me to do sixth grade again. Like God did with me. Because when he comes to the, to the table, negotiating table, I'm bringing nothing. I am negative on the balance sheet, and he brings all these resources. Yet, yet he has faith he holds on to me, and he believes that something good is going to happen here. Can I be God-like? When, because God is telling this story to the people because what my friend said. Do you want to know how you can hurt God? Let go. Let go of that friend that keeps struggling that you forgive him 69 times, but the 70th ain't going to happen. You, you, you want to know how you can reverse what God is telling, or Zachariah is telling these people through, you know, the, from what God had told him, is to have faith, to hold on, to believe in, even when it seems like there's nothing worth holding on to. Now, that doesn't mean you advocate bad behavior or allow bad behavior it just means you hang on to and you don't let satan get you to make an agreement now if i agree with satan that that this thing is going to transpire and this person is going to end up going back to drinking or this person is going to go back to drugs or this person is going to go back to pornography 
I am actually giving Satan a foothold, not only in my own life, but in that person's life. So you got to break those agreements. you got to say, I, Jesus, forgive me. I need the blood of Christ to help me to break those. So we can hang on. Jerry, we got to hang on this year. Absolutely. And like I say, the common denominator is always Jesus Christ. In 2017, let's hang on. And, of course, we've got to hang on to those cars. So thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years. And we are going to be hanging on next week. Same time, same station.